we forget how much we know. So someone even year one in your business, yeah. you you kind of know so much more than someone six months in their business and you don't realize how much you know, I guess, until sometimes you just good old fashioned pen and paper and you start writing it down. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. I'm here to help you grow your business build community, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Every week, I bring in other photographers, creative entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents that we will follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each interview is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. Hey, y'all, quick break to share with you about something new that I put together on the new website, podcast.allheartphoto.com, which has all the show notes from today's episode as well as many others. But you know, I am here to help you build your business and create the lifestyle you always dreamed of. And with that comes some resources that I have found very helpful for me building my business and also some resources that I put together, some guides and email templates and things like that, that I think would be really helpful for you. So if you want to go check that out, head over to podcast.com. Just that podcast.com. That's the whole thing. Head over to podcast.allheartphoto.com slash resources. You can also go check out podcast.com if you want to. I've never been there. Let's give it a shot. Check them out too. Free ad for you, podcast.com. Now back to the show. I remember the first time that I felt like I needed to create a digital product for my audience, but I had absolutely no idea where to start. Do I just open up Photoshop and create a PDF? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I did. And also, yes, it was hideous. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, I did not know that there were people out there like my guest today, Nicola Dixon, who is a UK-based launch strategist for photographers, and she helps you scale your photography business by using digital products. So fortunately for you, she is sharing so much goodness, inspiration, and tangible steps in today's episode to help you create and launch your next digital product. And even if you don't plan on launching a digital product, you definitely want to listen because you may be surprised on how you feel about it afterwards. So let's get into the episode. Nicola, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for, for being on the show today. I'm excited to chat. Thank you so much for having me. I've never done a podcast that has also gone out to a Facebook live group. So there's a first. Yeah. Thank you for cool. having me. Absolutely. Yeah. This is, it's something that um, when I started this podcast in 2019, um, it was something that I hadn't really seen. And I always, I loved listening to podcasts but I always wanted to ask questions where like mm. they'd be in the middle of a conversation. I'm like, Oh, but what about this? Mm. Or I have a question about this. And then the host wasn't asking those questions. So I was like, I want to make a podcast where people can uh, comment and, uh, and kind of give their own questions uh, and be able to, to chat with my guests as we're going. So I'm, mm. I'm excited. We got uh, Tyler Burns here from Orlando watching us. So, Hey Tyler. Uh, Hi, Tyler. But yeah, it's, it's always fun. We get to 
talk to people uh through the chat but um but yeah well thanks thanks so much for being on the show i'm excited uh fellow podcaster here uh get getting to chat uh which is always good because i'm always like I know you're going to have the good quality audio, so I don't have to do all the editing and stuff later on. <laughs> but um, okay. but yeah, so Nicola, I know you're a podcaster, you're a photographer, you've got, um, you know, an educator, you've got a lot of different hats that you're wearing. How did that like, where did that all begin? Did you start as a photographer first and then move into the other areas? Yeah, so my name is Nicola Dixon. I am a wedding photographer based in Mallorca, a tiny island off the off the coast of mainland Spain uh, in the Mediterranean. Um, and I teach photographers to scale their business using digital products. I probably started shooting in like 2015, uh, 2015, 2016, um, way back when I... I guess some backstory would be that I attended a conference called Way Up North, which is a European conference. And there was amazing people speaking like Jasmine Starr, Jonas Peterson, like Ed Pierce, like all the best. And the thing that kept being said at this conference, and I was literally like this newbie baby photographer, was only share on your like website what you want to shoot. And I remember thinking like, I don't understand. I don't, I'm not even getting bookings and let alone kind of the ideal bookings. Like how on earth am I meant to share like only what I want to shoot? And that was kind of the idea um, I had for creating a style shoot. So basically it's hard to imagine, but back in 2016, 2017, like style shoots were not a thing. Like, I don't know where on earth I kind of got the idea from. Obviously somebody, I got the idea from somewhere, but they're def- now obviously style shoot workshops are 10 a penny, but back then they oh, yeah. really weren't. So I had this idea, no idea where it came from to create a style shoot. And I just created this little Facebook group, uh, style shoots with Nicola Dixon and I did like two couples on a beach in England at the time where I lived and I don't know how much I charged, but people came. I had five people and I just completely got the bug and that was October and it was freezing here in England and it, yeah. Anyway, I got the bug and I was like, okay. And so I, this little Facebook group, like people invited their friends and it, it kind of grew and, but only to like, I don't know, a hundred people or something. And I did another style shoot workshop in the January, then maybe of like 2017. Um, I should be better at my dates. Maybe this was January <laughs> 2018 then. And that um, style shoot workshop sold out within like an hour. And it was just in the Lake District, which um, is a beautiful area here in England. And then that year, so I do think that was, I don't know, 2017, 2018, that year I did so many style shoots and that was the biggest and best thing I ever did for my business. Like I basically, I was being paid to get the type of content that I needed for my business. Mm -hmm. It completely elevated my portfolio. I got all the relationships with the suppliers. Like it just was like, the best thing basically. And so I then rebranded that Facebook group as Wild Ones. Um, and I've since done probably 50, 60 workshops all over the world, several in America. And I had a podcast called Wild Ones. So some of your audience may remember me as that. Um, I then 2019 was my first sort of foray into digital products. 
Um, I'd started shooting a lot of destination by then. And I think as the typical way goes, I was desperate to get into destination wedding photography. I then did it and realized that I found travel quite lonely and tiring. And suddenly I wanted to be at home more. Uh, right, surprise, right. surprise. And then it was like backtracking. Um, and in 2019, I, I've always loved podcasts. And I think the thing that kept coming up was like passive income, digital products, you know, scaling your business with multiple revenue streams. And so, yeah, I launched my first digital product. I got a real flavor for uh, creating and launching, loved teaching that to other people, loved teaching the strategies that I, that basically have given me freedom in my own business. Um, Then there was obviously a pandemic, which kind of changed everything for a couple of years. And then here I am. So the majority of the time I have scaled back my shooting. I do still shoot, but the majority of the time now, I am coaching photographers um, in all things creating and launching digital products. So, John, that was a very long-winded uh, bio, basically. I love it, though. It was <laughs> it was so packed. Like I, the journey was just it was so much. How I, I have so many questions. Um, how did you? I know you kind of like had a spark of I'm going to do a styled shoot. I know I've talked to a few photographers who want to. Um, you know, book destination uh, couples, or they want to maybe get into the luxury market, but they don't have that clientele who's, you know, coming in as leads and styled shoots are a great way to set something up that looks like what you want to book. Like, uh, like you heard uh, back at that conference. And, uh, you know, do you have any tips on like how, how to do that? Or how did you go about just putting together that first styled shoot? Um, so I'm a huge fan of style shoots. I know sometimes they get a bit of stick in the industry. Um, and I mm. do think they, they definitely need to obviously be complemented by real wedding experience, like no question, but I attribute my business to get where it is kind of as quickly as it did to get to the price point I was charging because of style shoots, like no question. Um, I have a style shoot guide, surprise, surprise. Like my first digital product was how to organize and execute a style shoot because I was literally nice. monetizing the knowledge in my head and the questions that I was getting asked all the time was how do you put on a style shoot? Um, so I do have a guide out there for anyone that wants to know more information about style shoots. But um, I mean, as you said, John, they are the best thing for either wanting, you can almost get a brand new portfolio in a few months time, you know, by doing some very strategic style shoots. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. In terms of where to start, it's a super tricky one, isn't it? I guess like, what are you called to shoot? Like creating that Pinterest board, like really, really, really thinking like what type of weddings or elopements or, you know, whether you are a family photography or whatever it is that like just makes you feel so alive. And then creating that gorgeous vision board and and then like reaching out to suppliers that are aligned with that vision board. But because they do take so much like time, effort and resources and money, like just really, really make sure that you're being strategic about it. And it's aligned with, yeah, like the type of clients that light you up. And like another way I say to my kind of um, whenever I've been coaching in the past is thinking about those inquiries that come in that literally like make you you're just so desperate to book them or like you'd mm-hmm. almost book them. You would almost shoot them for free because they make you so excited and try and work out what it is about that inquiry. Is it the location? Is it the way that she's talking? She, they are talking to you in terms of like, do they just seem to really trust you? Are they really extroverted or introverted? Is it the design or, you know, which bits is it? And then think about, okay, I need 
I need more of that in my life. Um, so again, not the most articulate answer in terms of how to go about a style shoot, but I guess just being strategic and really thinking about like what it is that you're wanting to create um, yeah. and try not to stray too much from your vision. Yeah, I think that's that's really great. Um, a really great thing to think of when going into a styled shoot is not just, um, you know, what what's what's the trendy thing or what is something that like, you know, uh, setting up like an elopement style shoot. There are so many different types of elopement style shoots. This doesn't have mm-hmm. to be like in the mountains or on the beach. It could be anywhere and and putting that mood board together and figuring out what exactly that is that you're wanting and those those leads like you were talking about that you just get excited about mm-hmm. and and that you would shoot for free because there are definitely those leads that I get that I'm like like if mm. if if they say that I'm out of their budget, that's fine. I will yeah. I will lower my price because I really want to work with them. Like mm. I'm not going to undervalue myself, but I just want to work with them. This is going to mm. be amazing. And mm. and really asking yourself, why would you want to work with them? Is it the location? Is it the couple? Is it, you know, that they're, you know, what what ideas they have, all that kind of stuff. And then putting that together into styled shoot mm. uh, so okay very cool i know that was not the topic of our conversation but uh here a little bonus for you listeners um uh, which i love that that was your first digital product too that guide um which uh we'll uh, drop a link in the show notes uh, for y'all to go check out that too um but that kind of segues us into our main topic of uh digital products how I mean, you kind of talked a little bit about how you were being asked all these questions, which I'm sure you were getting the same questions from a lot of people. You're like, okay, I'm going to put this together into a guide, put it online. How did you go about that? Or how would you recommend people go about that for putting something together? Their very first digital product. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I would imagine I'm not, I'm not the the uh, the expert here, but just kind of, you know, from listening to your podcast and also what you just talked about, where you are getting all of these questions about something that you are very good at in planning all these styled shoots and then putting something together uh, that was in your expertise. Uh, so anyway, I'll let you answer the question now. <laughs> so I hope I do answer the question, but I mean, essentially as photographers, videographers are so lucky that we use so many tools within our business. We are mm. like, there is just so many choices when it comes to what digital products we can create, whether it's like contracts, templates, guides, signature workshop courses, like group coaching, in-person workshops, like so much. So in terms of like, so yeah, I, that was the question I was regularly getting asked. It was a complete no brainer that that was the first digital product I created. So in terms of somebody like one of your listeners, they want to create a digital product, but they've got no idea where to start. Listening to what you are regularly getting asked is probably the number one thing I would say. Um, what do you feel like you, what kind of topic or, you know, thing do you feel like you've completely mastered like do you feel like you're the queen of skin tones or you can edit a session in less than an hour or you just book every single client or you've like completely nailed honeybook and dubsado and your processes and thinking about the things that you've had your own transformation in and then um i mean depending on what that kind of is like in terms of what format you could 
the other thing about digital products, obviously, as I've just said, you've got your guides, your templates, your right. uh, kind of video workshops, like there is so much. So thinking about what format you want to teach in, but also what format you know that your audience wants their pain point solved in. Um, so for me, the Style Shoot Guide was just a guide. Um, this is back in 2019. So I did just have a designer help me. Now, honestly, I would just like I would just use Canva. Like we are so lucky now that there are so many tools like from Zoom to Canva that are really inexpensive that make mm. it so easy for us to create digital products or workshops or coaching. Um, and even the website side of things now is so easy with Shopify and Show It and Squarespace and so, so easy to have an e-commerce element to your website. Um so I'm not sure I really did. I'd see I went on a tangent there, uh, John. But in terms yeah, of yeah, digital products, like <laughs> we are so lucky. If anyone is sort of listening to this and they have like they really want to get into passive income and they just don't know where to start, write down, start jotting down notes of things in your own business that you feel you have mastered. You don't necessarily have to be an expert. Remember, you just have to be a few steps in front of the person behind you. Mm -hmm. But you do need to feel passionate about the topic because you likely will be talking about it for a very long time. But you do, you know, you do need to have kind of experienced your own transformation. Um, so yeah, I hope that helps a little bit. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I love those two things that you just said there. Like, something that you are passionate about because you're going to be mm. talking about mm. it. Uh, because if you're creating a digital product, you're going to be asked about it over and over again. You might be asked onto a podcast where you're going to have to speak about it or, you know, at a conference or something. So this can't be like, Oh, well, I know people are really interested in creating Instagram reels. I don't know, like I don't do it, but I know how to do it. So I'll mm. teach people and, and that kind of thing. And then you're stuck where you have to talk about Instagram reels mm. all the time, uh, even though it's something you're not passionate about. Mm. So I so love, true. I love that. Um, and the, um, Oh, I forgot the second thing. I'm really bad about like <laughs> keeping things in my mind. Hey y'all, quick break to share with you about something new that I put together on the new website, podcast.allheartphoto.com, which has all the show notes from today's episode as well as many others. But you know, I am here to help you build your business and create the lifestyle you always dreamed of. And with that comes some resources that I have found very helpful for me building my business and also some resources that I put together, some guides and email templates and things like that, that I think would be really helpful for you. So if you want to go check that out, head over to podcast.com. Just that podcast.com. That's the whole thing. Head over to podcast.allheartphoto.com slash resources. You can also go check out podcast.com if you want to. I've never been there. Let's give it a shot. Check them out too. Free ad for you, podcast.com. Now back to the show. But you said two really great things uh, right there about uh, that you don't have to be an, an expert. expert, like a master at whatever the craft is, whatever mm. the skill is, you just have to be a couple steps ahead mm. of the person that you're going to be marketing to and teaching. Um, and then you're continuing to grow as they're growing as well, mm. Uh, mm. which is great because that that stopped me from starting my podcast for the longest time because I was like, who's going to listen to me? Like, I am not out here traveling all over the world, you know, some big name with 
a hundred thousand Instagram followers that people are like, know who I am. You know, I, I think I barely had like a thousand followers when I started the podcast. I was like, no one knows me, but I had been a few steps ahead of the people that were asking me questions. Mm -hmm. And then I started this. So Mm -hmm. I think that is a, a really great thing to, to think of, you know, for any listeners who are like, there's definitely no way that I can start you know, put together a digital product or teach people mm. because I am not a master at this craft yet. Mm. Um, you just have to mm. be a couple steps ahead. Mm. I think and that's a really good word. I love what you said there. And I do think we we forget how much we know. So someone even year one in your business, yeah. you you kind of know so much more than someone six months in their business and you don't realize how much you know, I guess, until sometimes you just good old fashioned pen and paper and you start writing it down. And the other amazing thing about us creatives, photographers, videographers is at every point in our business, every year, you are going to have a pain point. Someone at year one's pain point might almost be nailing their processes and getting like quicker at things. Someone in year three or year four might be struggling with like finances and how to go next level and how to scale, how to get an associate team or every point has a pain point, which is amazing for us if we want to create education because there's always someone to serve and some pain point to solve. So I love what you said. And I also love about how we are so guilty of thinking like, who's, who's going to buy my product? Who's going to listen to my podcast? Like, obviously we're just natural human, I think, hold, hold ourselves back and we have all these limiting beliefs. And it's amazing that you just kind of went ahead anyway, as I encourage everybody to do because, um, well, yeah, obviously yes. action is better than just watching everybody else around us go on and do the things we really want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Because even if you go out there and you launch a product and you sell three copies and it is, you know, a quote unquote failure, you're it's still not a failure because you get to learn from it and you get to learn, Okay, maybe I was talking to the wrong people or maybe, you know, I, I need to revamp the way that I put this together. Like it's it's always you, I like this podcast. This is not, I mean, we, we've both, your podcast changed names as well. Um, mm-hmm. my, my podcast was not wisdom in the tangents when it started. Mm-hmm. And I had a co-host when I started this podcast and it has evolved over the years. Um, and not that those were failures, but they just kind of like, okay, I see here, I can move this around, uh, to where it better fits the audience that I'm speaking to. Mm, And uh, yeah, I think that is really good that, you know, action is better than just sitting there. And you are Uh, only a failure if you stop that. Like I, in my twenties, I had Mm. a, um, I opened a cafe business that actually went bankrupt. Um, And I really struggled with that for a long time. I felt, I felt like a failure and I've always been super ambitious and I, I literally felt like a failure and then managed to kind of I definitely buried my head in the sand for a couple of years and, you know, just did what I did, but then eventually came out and realized, no, I I am an entrepreneur. I want businesses. And I realized then, I guess through all that, uh, probably a lot of therapy and book reading that you are only a failure if you stop there. Um, So yeah, yeah, just wanted to add that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure there were things from that business that you're able to implement into your current business uh, that you wouldn't have known, at least Mm -hmm. not this early in this business, if you had not tried at, Mm. at your, uh, your cafe business. So yeah, I love it. I love it. 
So, okay. So what are some steps? I know um, we've kind of talked about listening to the people who are asking you questions and noting what questions they're asking. And that would be a good kind of step to figuring out what to, um, to make your, your digital product about. And then also finding out what you're passionate about. What can you just like speak about for 45 minutes at length, uh, just like in some networking meeting where you're just like meeting someone, they're like, yeah, I don't know anything about, you know, marketing. You're like, I can talk about marketing. Um, but like figuring out that passion, what are the next steps once you have that to, you know, I know you mentioned a lot of different types of digital products between <laughs> guides. My partner must have come home you're, and that's the dog good. just launching. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no problem. That yeah. came out of the back of my headphones oh, no. and I thought there was a dog behind me. I was like, I don't even know. Oh, Did they leave so the door so... open? Yeah. No, she, she'll come back, but she won't do that again. Okay. Um, I think okay, I understood no the question, John, as in like the four, like how many different formats, talking about four, like yeah. the formats of digital products. Yes, exactly. Um. So... The best way to kind of figure out, I mean, as, as well as how does, so thinking about the problem that you're solving and how, what format is that best solved in? So asking your audience, obviously we're so lucky now with things like social media. If you share with your audience, oh, yeah. hey, I'm, you know, I'm doing a course on client experience. Like how do you guys best want to learn? Do you prefer like a guide or a video or, you know, like a coaching session or something? So you can't go wrong with asking your audience, thinking about the format that you best show up in. Like it's so interesting. Obviously I have a podcast, but because I you know, I hate like video and YouTube. But when you said to me like, oh, this podcast is video, I'm like, oh my God. So it's the format that you also feel most comfortable teaching in. Um, that mm. definitely is a thing, but there are so many different types. So you could literally create like a guide in Canva tomorrow about something quite small, like, you know, how to use Pinterest in your business or just like a micro topic. And then obviously you go up to the slightly meatier courses, recording videos in something like Zoom and putting them into something like Kajabi or Teachable. Again, there are so many platforms now for hosting online courses. Um, mm -hmm. You can do group coaching programs. You can obviously do in-person workshops. You can just do live masterclasses. I'm a huge fan. Um, I regularly get asked, how do I pivot into education? And running a paid live masterclass is such a great starting place for kind of getting used to teaching, becoming more confident, growing your email list, like working out which topic. Um, so I remember during the pandemic, I was at home, I was bored. Uh, in 2020, I run, I ran a series of masterclasses, like just purely for almost myself, you know, like amuse myself. And I actually did right. it with another photographer and we did one on style shoots, one on Pinterest, one on client experience, just like two hour over Zoom. So, so easy. We actually repurposed that content because we recorded it in Zoom and then it now lives on both of our websites for like 35 pounds. So we got the money from the paid live workshop and then we repurposed it. But those paid live workshops, we were able to see which topics people were most interested in. So you don't obviously have to do it with another photographer. It just made it a little, it's always a bit less scary when you're doing it with someone else. But 100%. you know, if you think, okay, I'm really interested in teaching on client experience or editing, like, but I don't know where to start. You could think, okay, I'm going to run like a masterclass on like how to use, like how to get perfect skin tones in Lightroom or something to do with Photoshop or 
and almost like pick out little bits within your subject and do like literally charge like $20 for an hour for people to show up, like what whatever the price point, but super low entry. And it really does start to get in people's heads that you're the expert on that topic. Like I said, you feel more, you're learning to how to teach and becoming more confident. You'll get asked questions so you can think, you can kind of get inside your audience's head more in terms of where their struggles are. Um, but yeah, again, John, I went completely off on like all the things, but there are so many hey, types of digital products. Yeah. No, Anything that's, that's, that's delivered so digitally, basically. But, but then right, you've got your group yeah. coaching as well. So it's not always like, digital mm-hmm. product like group coaching obviously isn't passive but i'm a huge fan of group coaching in terms of ways to scale your business um yeah 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 i love that there's no definitive answer of like for your first digital product it needs to be a pdf guide mm-hmm. uh, or you know you have to start with webinars or something like that it's really what you are comfortable with what your audience receives the best and and trying out different things because it may Mm -hmm. be you start with a pdf but people don't really aren't really liking the pdf and then you do a live uh you know a live webinar and uh, people are showing up and then you can learn that about your audience and and move from there always asking questions Mm -hmm. um and i always because i have huge imposter syndrome and working on getting getting over that and getting through that and like i'm constantly speaking to myself uh to overcome that i'm just like picturing the listener right now like there's no way that i could do a paid like live teaching because what if only two people show up and then they can see that i'm just teaching the two people um but as someone who has gone to live teachings, if it's just me and one other person in there, I feel like we have that teacher's undivided attention mm. and we're going to get the best education because it's just two of us. Mm. It's almost one-on-one coaching at that point. Mm. And, um, and you're going to be providing even like more value mm. for a smaller group than you would if a thousand people showed up mm. and you wouldn't be able to answer all their questions. Oh, uh, yeah. So I just totally. wanted to speak to that. If yeah. anyone else listening is feeling that right now, like get out there, do it. Um, like you were saying earlier, Nicola, that, you know, if you fail, it's only a failure. If you stop, don't do that. anything. <laughs> if you stop. Yeah. 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 If, if you if you start if you do that live teaching and five people show up and then you are like okay well that's a failure and then you mm-hmm. don't do it again or you mm-hmm. don't pivot into something else then that's a failure mm-hmm. but if you learn from that or go out there and try again um mm, totally. I, I think that's yeah I think, like you said, if you only have two people show up, then you absolutely serve the heck out of those two, those two, two people. So John, putting it back to you then. So when you say you have massive imposter syndrome, so what, so what would your fears be? Is it just that you wouldn't sell a product? Say, is that the kind of thing that comes firstly to your head is that who would buy my product? Um, firstly, yes. Uh, who would buy my product? And then, um, what if I lose money? from Mm -hmm. this you know lose money time resources that i poured into a digital product um a course or a a webinar whatever it is and then it 
doesn't sell enough and I end up losing money that I could have been spending that time and effort and energy on something else that would have uh, brought in more income. Those are the two main Mm -hmm. things that my, that my brain goes to immediately, Mm -hmm. which I know that there's a huge learning experience uh, from both of those. If both of those Mm -hmm. happen Uh, that if no one shows up, or only a couple people show up. I've I've done live workshops before where I've had, you know, 10 or 12 people, which has been great. And I've also done live workshops where I've had uh, four people show up. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, when there were four people, I served the heck out of them. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I gave them everything and they were able to ask more questions than the 12 people were able to ask mm-hmm. because it was a smaller grouping. Um, so at, at the end, they had a better experience, even mm-hmm. though I felt like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this didn't go as well as the last one. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that's kind of where mm-hmm. my mind goes with the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um immediately well you are doing by having a podcast having a facebook group you are doing everything right to kind of move into the education space and eventually like start selling products coaching whatever it is that your heart desires but Mm -hmm. and exactly what you said if at the end of the day i have a podcast i have digital products like there are times when you launch and it doesn't go as expected and you do feel disheartened and i've done it where like maybe for three months or six months you just think ah kind of like this selling thing is like it's just it's exhausting and i'm overwhelmed or whatever it may be or like i stopped the podcast for a couple of months because it just feels like it's just useless or pointless but we both know that it isn't like we both when we think of all the people like almost I don't know the people that are incredibly successful around us I'm not sorry talking photographers more like online marketers like your James Wedmore or whatever like they just kept going like that is the only difference consistency persistency everything you want is waiting for you on the other side of consistency and that's the truth whether it's like the perfect body or whatever it may be if you just keep going so like you are doing everything right now and I imagine at times because I've been there it feels like oh gosh no one showed up like what's the point you just have to keep going because in three years or four years someone will be asking you on a podcast like you know your story and what it is like your kind of point where you wanted to give up and you you kept going and that was kind of your turning point so I totally get it that it's so easy to sit here and I feel it sometimes when I'm watching like you know incredibly well-known photographers talk about these six-figure launches and I'm like I think it's it just doesn't it's so hard to translate that to someone sat there with a small following and they're like I don't that doesn't work for me, but I can tell you it does work for, for you and you just have to keep going. But yeah. I've realized that it's, yeah, I guess easier said than done when your brain is telling you like all the imposter syndrome things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that you mentioned that you did the, uh, like during COVID you and another photographer got together and did mm. something together. Mm. Um, it was like starting workshops and this podcast. I I started with my my uh, business bestie Rachel, and we. I guess I was like, I want to do workshops, but I don't. I I don't want to be the one always talking, like because mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like if I if I can't think of something, then everyone's just going to be staring at me, and then we did those together Mm -hmm. and it was so much easier because we could bounce Mm -hmm. things off of each Mm -hmm. other and like I can take some questions she could take some questions and doing that with a partner is Mm -hmm. is uh is definitely uh it kind of takes away Mm -hmm. that uh 
that's scary. Yeah, it, a, a million percent. I've done so when I did my workshops in America, I think in 2018, I was just this little English girl with barely any <laughs> followers. And what I did, John, to kind of get into the American market, say, was I was doing Starship workshops. And like I said, there wasn't that many at the time. And I invited mm-hmm. certain well known photographers to come as a special guest. So I had Annie Graham, Dawn Charles, Dawn Photo, Payton, um, Rainford, like, big photographers. I invited them. I paid them a fee to essentially just come as a special guest. They weren't even really teaching. They were just a special guest and they did Q&A during lunch. By paying their fee and having their name then attached to the workshop meant I sold out the workshop. So, and it took away like, I guess, a lot of pressure from me because people were just so excited to meet them. And I've hosted numerous workshops. Like I have a conference at the end of this month in Tulum Passive Income for Photographers Conference. It's the first one I've ever done. I have amazing headline speakers, Darcy Benacosa, India Earl, Grace Troutman, et cetera. And if it's like, if in doubt, yeah, bring people in, like however you want to sell your workshop. Like there are so many different ways. Um, yes, yeah. maybe adds another layer of pressure and I'm definitely feeling the pressure for like Tulum. But um, <laughs> but yeah, they're, like joining forces with another photographer. Like if you are scared, but you really want to do it, then I've done, I mean, I've done every different format of workshops and things it feels like. And joining forces <laughs> with someone has its own complications sometimes if you've got differing mm-hmm. opinions and things, but... Overall, if you're nervous, it's a great way to start. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That all, that sounds so good. I think that's, that's so great. So for someone who is after listening to this, they've written down the, the things that they're passionate about, the questions that they get asked, they're already trying to figure out like, okay, I'm going to create this in Canva or I'm going to record this video. What are some, um, like platforms or software that you would recommend people to use if they just have no idea. And they're like, I don't know. I know Photoshop, but that's it. I I don't know where to go from here, how to like host things. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, I'd say hire a coach, someone like myself, that that is exactly Uh what I teach. But I mean, I think in terms of hosting, like I, so I use Kajabi for my courses online. I I have Squarespace, but I know, as I said earlier, like the show it Shopify, um, it's, it is really straightforward. And if in doubt, if it's the tech that's like putting you off, cause I, I hate tech. And when I first began, I just hired somebody. <laughs> like I went to like fiverr.com, which I don't know if you have in America, but very, we just, do, yeah. yeah. Like, and just found someone who loved doing like funnels and techie stuff. And it wasn't even expensive. Like everyone has their zone of genius. And if the tech stuff just isn't your zone of genius, do not let that stop you or overwhelm you just find someone who can help you or even just put in a Facebook group or like I said, hire a coach, but just, I'm sure some of your photography peers might have already like, you know, selling presets or whatever it is. And they might be able to just help you. Or of course, good old fashioned YouTube. Like there is a YouTube video for every single tech thing in the entire world. Um, but yeah, so, but like I said, this Kajabi teachable, I mean, now I also, I'm a fan of just being super scrappy. If you're just starting out and you are scared of like spending money and you can record in zoom, you could sell like, obviously everyone now on Instagram has the swipe up link and you could just send them to a PayPal page or even the Calendly Mm -hmm. has a link to PayPal now. So you could just do like one-on-one sessions or something. You can get super scrappy. Um, and that I'm a huge fan basically of being just sort of making stuff happen and being scrappy um yes yeah that answered your question yeah i love i love the scrappiness too of just like 
may not be at a place to you know pay the fees and everything for a kajabi but Mm -hmm. you can you can set up your own uh to where you're Mm. you know even if you're just like selling to 10 or 15 people like you can send out those links manually or set up uh you know set up something uh through uh email sequence Mm -hmm. uh so okay awesome i love that um before we wrap up um there's a a part of the show that i like to just kind of ask what you're loving this week and it can be anything from you know a new book or tv show whatever um what are you loving this week Mm, well i feel like i it isn't this week because we finished it the weekend but we did just spend our entire christmas and new year binging yellowstone which maybe in america you're like way ahead of us but it i feel like i only just really heard about it and that i feel like that was i'm just very sad that that's ended now um because we i mean there was like five series that was the best binge ever so i would probably have to say like that was awesome. And so Yellowstone kind of made my Christmas and New Year. Like, the, you know, when you just, oh, yeah, nothing beats like a good box set sometimes. Oh, I know. Yeah. I So I am probably one of like five people who have not watched Yellowstone oh, yet. Will change your and life, John. Yeah, I had, I had heard about it over the last few years. But really, I feel like this past mm. year was where it's just everywhere Mm. and I'm seeing ads for it and people are talking about it and I still don't know much about the plot. So not a lot of spoilers. So that's great. Um, so I'm probably going to be getting into that soon. Um, I, I don't remember. Is that, uh, uh, HBO max or is well, because I'm in like Europe, I don't know, but it's on Paramount plus. So I don't know if that's the same over there in America, but yeah, yeah, it's all there. And honestly, you won't regret it, John. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I, I'll probably get into that because it seems like something that I would enjoy. It's like Western, mm. uh, right? Kind of. It's like Cowboys, maybe? which honestly, yeah, Cowboys like, if someone and, yeah. says like, oh, go watch this program about Cowboys, I'd be like, no, I'm okay, thank you. But nah. honestly, it's bizarre. <laughs> and the fact that it came out, I think, in 2018 and nobody talked about it or knew about it. And then suddenly it's like, right. whoa, it's yeah. everywhere. But that, I find Just that so clever. Over. But um, yeah. Yeah, so that would be what I'm watching. Um, I do love cool. reading. I probably more of a podcaster. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of my like go-to podcasts, but I'm obsessed with like the business ones. I love Darcy Venacosa, hence why she was a speaker that yeah. I was like selfishly invited to speak at Tulum because I just wanted to meet her. So her podcast, right. Play It Brave, is probably a massive one for me. Um, do you like that one? Yeah, I love the Rachel Hollis podcast, Ed Milet podcast. I'm now just thinking about the little thumbnails in my Amy Porterfield, Jenna Kutcher, <laughs> like no brainer ones in terms of online marketing. The art right. of online marketing is another one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So obsessive podcasts, the book, I haven't read it yet, but I've heard great things and I have just ordered it for my trip to Mexico for some not so light reading is um, Alex Hermosi, $100 million offers. I've seen more and more people Ooh. like picking that up and saying it's amazing and I'm definitely a place in my business where I'm kind of thinking of burning down all my offers and creating new ones as you do. And so that book I'm really excited to read, um, hopefully on a beach. Yeah. 
Okay, that's that's when I do reading. Like I'll listen to audiobooks because mm-hmm. I'm also obsessed with podcasts and listen to many other ones that you just mm-hmm. list, listed off. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I usually listen to audiobooks like while I'm doing chores around the house mm-hmm. and things. But whenever I'm reading a physical book, I'm either on an airplane mm-hmm. or I'm on the beach or like sitting out by a pool or something on vacation. And there's just something about like holding a physical book mm. and doing that. Like mm. I don't watch movies on the plane anymore when with the screen and everything. I'm just like, no, this is my book time. This is no. where I can read. So that. um that's cool. And that book sounds very interesting mm. too. I might I might have to get a copy mm. of that. Uh, but awesome. Okay, cool. I'm definitely gonna go start Yellowstone soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I really need Let to do know. that. Yeah. I um also not something that I'm loving this week, but, you know, we just had a big break and I watched a lot of shows and things. Um, And I watched one. I believe it was on Netflix. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's called Inside Man. And uh, Stanley Tucci is the main the main guy. And and he's in prison. Yes. And he's like he went to prison and he's on death row. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was weird, though. I We watched that, and then afterwards I was like, that was a bit weird. Like, it was so it was. weird. But I yeah. did, I was kind of gripped. Right, mm. yeah. It was, it's an interesting premise for a show mm. um, where he's, like, he is the mind of a killer. Mm. And then uh, people, yeah, the, mm. the whole, the whole thing. It's, mm. it's got a lot of, a lot of twists and a mm-hmm. lot of interwoven plots um, that mm. uh, it, it was, it yeah. was a very interesting uh, little series. I don't know if they're doing a second season or anything, but I, mm. I enjoyed the first one mm. uh, and yeah, all the, too. all the actors were, were great in that. Mm. And I love Stanley Tucci, yeah, anything that he's so in. Good. I'm just like, I'm just going to watch it. Even if like, I love his TikToks where he's just like, okay, and this is the pasta that I'm making for dinner. I'm like, okay, whatever you're doing, Stanley, I will watch oh. you make pasta. Um, oh, I love that. But yeah, that's that's what I'm loving this week. Well, I agree. Well, it was cool. a good show. I also yeah, have watched yeah. a lot because I nice. am a photographer or a creative and I sit at home quite a lot and I have my laptop on yep. and I usually always have something in the background. So everyone's like, how do you consume so much? I'm like, oh, I can sort of multitask. And that's how I get through probably way too much than I should same same here so okay well nicola where can people find you online where can they listen to your podcast um and in all the things thank you so my photography instagram is nicola dixon photography and i have another instagram for the sort of passive income side which is nicola dixon.co my website nicola dixon.co is completely geared up with all my digital products and all my kind of coaching and um creating and launching kind of side of things. Um, I have the passive income for photographers.com um, website as well, which is all about the conference, which it's happening in two weeks, but there will be another one coming towards the end of the year as well. My podcast nice. is create and launch. And I think that's everything. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Whenever I saw you post about the Tulum, uh, workshop i was just like if i was available that week oh, i would 100 percent go because like from here from flying out of houston it's a very short trip wow. and uh very inexpensive too which mm. i should probably fly to mexico more often yeah. with how, there's one how guy coming as well actually one um 
lonely guy so you could have kept him company (laughs) i feel like he was really brave when i saw a guy book on i was like oh bless him does he know that it's like the only male um but yeah i have found that many workshops uh it is i'm usually one of two or three Mm. guys that are there Mm. it is it is a mostly uh mostly females that go Mm. to these workshops um which is interesting and very very cool there was one Mm. that i went to in 2018 that i was the only guy and uh which meant that i had like my an entire room to myself when everyone else had to like share rooms i was like hey (laughs) it worked out uh but that's cool well Well, yeah i'm gonna be I, I was gonna say I'm gonna be looking for as soon as you post uh, about the the next one. Um, so well, awesome. Well, I uh, thank you so much for being on the show, no, uh, Nicola. I really me. enjoyed getting to talk to you, and uh, yeah, I'll have all the all those links and uh, and everything in the show notes uh, for y'all listeners um, to uh, to go follow Nicola. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. And if any of your audience has any questions about creating and launching digital products, slide into my DMs. I'm an open book. Um, and I, yeah, I'm super passionate about getting everybody to have like a life of freedom. So yeah, uh, any way I can help, I will. But thank you for having me on the show today. Absolutely. All right. That sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much. And Facebook, it was uh, great to see y'all here. Cheryl, thanks so much for for chiming in about uh, imposter syndrome too. I'm glad that I am not the only one, um, but I'm sorry that you feel it too. And I'm glad that you get a lot out of this podcast. Mm. I'm uh, grateful for you showing up today as well. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at podcast.allheartphoto.com. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. To join us for the next episode, join the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast group on Facebook. You can follow the show on Instagram at wit.pod, W-I-T-T.pod, Nicola, is at nicoladixon.co and you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at allheartphone. Grab a screenshot if you really enjoyed today's episode. Share it with a friend. Post to your stories. Definitely tag us. I would love to see what you are loving. Until next week, I will see you in the Facebook group. Bye, y'all.